Welcome to the Ask Philip podcast. Today, along with CPA Allison Reif Martin, Philip talks about more end of the year tax tips, why you may want to give appreciated stock instead of cash, deep dive into donor advised funds, HSA and FSA benefits, and much more. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. All right, we are back with another tax episode with Allison. How you doing, Allison? I am awesome today. I'm sitting here thinking, man, Halloween is on Sunday, and have I bought enough Reese's to like not give out to the kids and hoard for myself? <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, we we actually try not to be home for Thanksgiving because I just I don't you know I don't I'm just weird. I don't like people coming up to my house, you know, random strangers. I'm just. You know, I, I I forget that I'm in like a quote unquote nice neighborhood, but I'm like, nah, I don't, you know, I, I know what we did in, in my neighborhood as kids. And I'm like, I don't, you know, traumatized. And I like the Reese's for myself, not necessarily to give out. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that too. Yeah. We, we, we definitely buy M&Ms and keep them in the house, but we try to get out of here, cut the lights off. So, nobody yeah. <laughs> so, so, so today we're going to talk about a few topics, uh, HSA, but we're going to start with talking about um, you know, giving right uh, uh, at the end of the year, great way to uh, save in, in, in taxes, right? And there's a couple of people who were, um, you know, who were up on their investments or even or even down on their investments, which maybe we can talk, cover that too. And 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 so uh, what what triggered it was we 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 have a mutual client who is setting up a um, uh, donor advised fund, and they're going to use you know they're going to do you know do a tax strategy that, that that you talked about with them to save taxes and give, but not do it with cash. So let's talk about, you know, that, that strategy. Right. So um, like, you know, we, like you said, we've already talked about the donor advised fund and the, the myriad of benefits to that one. Um, another strategy that people think of in terms or often don't necessarily consider in terms of giving is giving of capital, appreci- capital appreciated assets, uh, predominantly is going to be your stock. So if you want to, in lieu of giving cash and you've got a stock that you would like to donate to a charitable organization, um, the beauty of this is if it's a, if it's a appreciated beyond what you initially purchased it for, you can donate it to the organization, avoid the capital gains tax and still get the tax benefit, the tax benefit through a charitable deduction through it. So if I wanted to give, um, I can't even think of a stock that I would necessarily want to give, but it's a great way, like I said, thinking of like your our, our mutual client who wants to, you know, obviously increase giving. It's a great way to think about having to not outlay any cash for it. Um, you could also not, you're not just limited to stock, but you could donate, you know, artwork. Um, you could donate, you know, cars. You could donate, you know, real estate, again, whatever. And the nice thing about that is, you know, the charity gets, you know, the benefit of the asset. Probably the better way to, to do that if the charitable organization can't, can't, won't, or doesn't want to, you know, accept the, um, the, the capital appreciated assets, you could donate it through your donor advised fund. 
And then it could be, can you know, at some point when you're ready to give it to the organization, then they, the donor advice fund can use the converted to cash and give it out to the organization that way. So again, it's a tax, great tax benefit for you. So, let, so let's so let's let's walk through it, you know, slowly because I have, uh, I've gotten some good feedback from clients that um, that you know love it when we love it when I and we because it's other episodes too kind of break things down. So let's say. So you made five hundred thousand dollars, and you're like, man, you know, I, you know, I'm getting killed in taxes, um, and 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 for some reason, you you know, you have a bunch of cash and some stock, and maybe you want to donate one hundred fifty grand, right, to to a charity to lower your your tax rates. You can give one hundred fifty grand in cash, right? That 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 might meet the needs. Or if you have one hundred fifty thousand worth of you know stock, whatever. Let's 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 be funny. Let's let's call it AMC stock, right? You want to give 150 grand of AMC stock away, you know, um, you, you can give that way. And so, do, does the does 150 grand of stock give you the equal deduction as 150 grand of cash? It absolutely does. Okay. And the the other, I would say probably the nice thing about this again is it's it's a great you know it's, you would talk with your investment advisor. Does it really make sense to to partake? pick whatever that the AMC stock and, you know, donate to the um, either through the donor advice fund or directly to the charitable charitable organization. The nice thing is you get the, the, you avoid the capital gains tax, you get the full deduction um, charitable contribution, and you have an outlay in the cash for it. Because again, you know, one of the, you know, I think I've said before, not every decision should be made under the guise of saving taxes. So, you would give, give, meet your goal of giving through giving capital appreciated assets such as AMC stock, and you'd still have your cash sitting in your bank to use for whatever other kind of cash flow needs you have. Got so that it. to and me is a great benefit. Let me break it down one more point, just because again, I'm trying to get better at this. So if if you gave the 150 grand in cash, like you said, you come off your cash. If you got the 150 grand of AMC stock. And you no longer want it anyway because, like, like you said, your your advisor says it's time to sell. If you were to sell that 150 grand of stock, and let's say you you put in 50 and it grew to 150, right? Then then you would, depending on if it's long term or short term, you would owe tax on 100 grand, right? Um, so some somewhere between, you know, 20,000 to whatever, like, you know. 35,000, depending upon right. the tax bracket that you're in. But let's just assume 20 grand for the sake of argument. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you save that. And as opposed to giving it to the IRS, the IRS allows you to give 20 grand to the charity, which, you know, it's a win-win for everybody, right? People, 20 grand right. more that didn't go to the government and went to actually to, to causes that you care about and you still get the deduction. I was going to say, just like you said, let's I mean, again, you get, it's not just that you've saved the taxes, you get the benefit of of the $100,000 charitable cash or charitable deduction. And think you've just now, like you said, saved yourself 20 grand in taxes, assuming you're in the 20% tax bracket. And again, we're just assuming here, but to me, it's a great cash flow strategy too. Not just tax savings deal. And what I would say as you're thinking about whether to um, donate stock, again, or whatever capital appreciated asset, your choice could be through the donor advice fund or directly to the organization. 
If you want to give it directly to the organization, just make sure that it doesn't cause undue burden for administrative burden for them or conversion fees or whatever to get to maybe they want to sell it or whatever they want to do with it. Is it going to be an undue burden or would it be better to give it to the donor advice fund? Because then it can be converted into cash to be given directly to the organization. So that's just something to contemplate. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's and it's 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 funny as you were saying that. You know, I've always thought of this strategy as a strategy for the super rich. But now now I'm thinking, well, man, like we, you know, we give, uh, I mean, you know, you know, you're my CPA, like we give every year. And I'm like, man, I should I should just open up the donor advised fund. And, you know, when there's positions that I no longer want in my portfolio um, that have made some that have made some money, just transfer it over, sell it and then give. Ah, like literally like, this, this hit me as we're talking. I'm like, I've known about, I've known about this strategy forever. And I just like, it just hit me to where I'm not doing Exactly. It. I'm thinking, and I mean, and you're absolutely right. And again, you know, it, it kind of leads to into a state, estate tax planning as well too. How do you want to leave a legacy? You know, what kind of legacy do you want to give? And, you know, part of that should include what's your charitable and philanthropic goals. Great way to do it. Give them stock, you know, or whatever it is you're looking for. The one other thing that, you know, I know is, you know, something we talk an awful lot about. Don't forget, you can also donate Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. You're not just limited to, you know, in stocks or, you know, assets, you can donate that too. Just make sure that again, if it's the donor advice fund, is that something they would accept? Is that something that the charitable organization would accept? But again, you would have, and again, this I real takes an awful lot of like insight to think, did the Bitcoin appreciate enough that it's worth it to donate to? And would it benefit the charitable organization if you give it to them? Right, right. Yeah. So more of the story. Need a good team. <laughs> I was gonna say. I hope that comes through every week. That you know, no man is an island, and you want to surround, especially as you move into like the high net worth. You know, you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of every possible tax strategy. Great team. You know, talking with an investment advisor and a CPA and an estate attorney and a business attorney. You should always make sure you have those great. Well, and, that, and, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, just make sure you have a great team, like you said. Well, and I was going to say, and let's hit on one more point, then we can kind of wrap it up, because this also just came to me as we were talking, too. And we talked about it before, but I just want to bring it back here because it, you know, it it just hit me again. You know, um, you know, I was thinking about, you know, when when we do rebalance out of positions that we don't want, especially this appreciate if it's appreciation. Yeah, this, you know, if you set up a donor advised fund, you know, next to your brokerage account, um, then as I understand it and you tell me if I'm right. We can just, instead of just selling it, just have it transferred to the donor advised fund every time because we get the tax, we get the tax deduction, but we don't have to give it away right away. Because because I was thinking, well, man, what if I don't know, you know, what if I don't know where I want to give it this year, right? I, I don't have to know, right? Because I still get a tax break and I can just give out of that account when I'm ready to. Because you know, if 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 you if if you give ten twenty grand a year, right? Then that, then that means even if you have a gain of 50, you know, if, even if you transfer 50 grand of shares this year, you can get that now and then just, you know, give from that over the next five years, right? Right. I mean, I guess it kind of goes back to as, you, as you're selecting a donor advised fund, you know, because the donor advised fund is managed by a 
like what they call the charitable or arm of say Fidelity Schwab, whenever, you know, brokerage account you want to give them to just make sure that, you know, ultimately can they, will they accommodate your charitable organizations you want to give to, even if you don't want to do it now. Got so it. like, if you, again, if you want to give to the, I love everybody fund, but you know, brokerage, the donor advice fund doesn't allow it. Well then pick another one. I mean, that's yeah. really what you have to think about. And the cool part is as of this talk, Schwab is like one of the mo- most open ones, you know? So when you go to the site and t- trash or Schwab charitable, you'll see that, um, you know, as, as long as it meets the requirement of, of a charitable organization, and I don't, I forget the three letter or four letter alphabet, whatever it is, numbers and letters. Um, 501c3. Yeah. As long as it qualifies for that, um, then, then you can give. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. They don't, you know, they don't have a, a limited list, right? It's as long as they qualify. So I was like, man, this is super flexible. I was going to say, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's really cool, but it just, Make sure that you feel comfortable with whomever you're picking. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, most brokerage uh, houses will accommodate and invest in, you know, a wide array of charitable organizations. But just make sure you do your research. Got it. Well, cool. Well, this right here just made me some money this year, Allison, because I think we're about to. Think we're gonna <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm opening up. We're opening up one today, probably for me, for me and Kelly. So nice. <laughs> well, I. I will say this as we talk about giving, you know, I think we talked about this cliche perhaps last week, but don't let the tax tail wag the dog. So don't do every decision again, just with the idea of getting tax savings, because again, the only way to not pay taxes to not make money. So don't, don't give to a chair, you know, don't give, give because you want to, because your heart is so called to do it not necessarily because you're going to get a tax benefit out of it. If you can, that's great. And figure out how you can maximize it to maximize your tax deduction and maximize your giving to whatever, wherever you're so called to give. Awesome. And you know, I think, I think I just forgot about the, we forgot to talk about the HSA real quick. So HSA too, end of year enrollment. Oh yeah. Yep. So as we're, as employees are starting to enroll in their benefit benefits for calendar year 2022, um, they are confronted with a whole host of options. What medical insurance plan do we pick? Um, do we do the 401k? You know, do we do HSAs and FSAs? Um, and again, these are both tax deductible pre-tax uh, benefits. Um, in order to contribute to the HSA, your insurance plan must be HSA eligible or what's considered a high deductible plan. And again, it's very important to make sure it's HSA eligible. Um, you can, you can, you and or your employer can contribute up to $3,650 if you are an individual or $7,300 if you are a family member. Again, that's pre-tax money. I and if and just let's assume you're in the the 20% tax bracket. That right there's what. You know, fourteen hundred bucks if you do the family plan. That's a that's an amazing amount. That's that's not that's not chump change. Um, you can also contribute to what's called a flexible spending account, both for medical and dependent care benefits. That's a little bit more limited. Um, the HSA you just contribute and it can be you know it, it you can use it later in life if you want to. The FSA is limited to a calendar year. Um, and it's for uh, individual for the max you can contribute is two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars for medical expenses eligible for you know a whole host of medical expenses and again it's a pre tax deduction but it's a use or lose if you don't use it well then you have lost it so again here this kind of goes back to the don't let the tax tail wag the dog because 
great, you saved, you, you reduced your taxable income. But if I didn't really use the what it was for, then I wasted my money, you know? <laughs> Same with uh, using the FSA for um, childcare. You, um, you know, can contribute, you know, I believe it's up to $5,000 a year you can contribute and it's withheld throughout your paycheck or throughout your, from every paycheck throughout the year, again, tax deductible, and it is used for qualifying dependent care. So it, it couldn't be like me saying, Hey, Philip, would you babysit my kids? <laughs> and I will reimburse you. It has to be to, you know, a childcare, um, you know, qualifying childcare place such that, you know, has like an, an employer identification number and, you know, meets all whatever other requirements. So just pay attention to that. These are great ways to save money and re- reduce your tax bill and cover your child care and healthcare needs all at the same time. Oh, I wonder, I'm gonna look up and see, you know how they have those places when you go on date night where you can drop off your kids on, you know, for a few hours and pay for it. I wonder if that would qualify. Cause it's like a, it's like a, business. yeah, that part. Yeah. I, that part, I don't know. I would, <laughs> We'll probably just check to see what the limitations are on that. And if your employer, if that would be a covered expense, but yeah, that's actually, if it counts, it counts. If it counts, it counts, right. Yes. So anyway, yeah, no, I'm glad we got to talk about that one too, especially as we're going into um, benefits enrollment for employees. Well, appreciate you. Thank you. Let everybody know where they can reach you if they have any more uh, planning questions. You can check me out at my website, rifemartincpa.com, or you can email me at info at rifemartinaccounting.com. And as I have said before, I'd love to talk with anyone who needs help. And thank you again for uh, always letting me help you out with this, Philip. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.